Hello, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ice Cream Uploads here on Monday, the 31st, 31st, 31st of October. Yes, it's Halloween day. Things are starting to get a little bit spooky around here, just as they're about to start finishing getting scoopy, scoopy, scoopy. Starting to get scoopy, spooky. Either way, this is an absolute sham of a podcast this afternoon. We're late, it's quarter to three. We're going live with just me because Graham has still decided that it it deserves a day off. So he's somewhere, I think he's actually back at home now. He's obviously had a good time over in Disneyland. So um, I think he's with us tomorrow. I don't know. I don't actually, I haven't spoken to him in regards to when he's going to be back on the scoop again. So it could be me tomorrow, 3.12. We're getting closer. We are getting closer to his birthday, which is December 3rd, if you haven't already seen it. I do have the chatbot open, but he has stuff on his that I don't have in mine and vice versa. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that isn't going to work for that one, unfortunately. But do, uh, welcome guys. This is essentially what we're getting down to. Welcome to The Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast, even if we do say so ourselves. And by God, do we. Um, hell of a stack show for you today. We've got four news articles, as well as picking... The Call of Duty winner that closed at midnight last night or 11.59 p.m. GMT. Um, so I'm going to do the winner for that one and get that code sent over to the uh, to the lucky winner. We're going to do that live on the scoop now. So I'll just, I'll introduce it. Do you know what I mean? So I can cut it out, put it on Twitter to show people that this is actually a genuine thing and not something that we are just trying to get followers from. Um, by the way, we do have another one running. By the time you're probably listening to this, if you listen to it on demand and you're not in the chat now, we do have one more giveaway that's actually active for another hour and 10 minutes so i'm just going to pop it into the chat now for you guys that haven't done that astro giveaway we are giving away an astro a40 headset which is one of these bad boys right here uh it is genuinely the best headset in the game uh say in the game in the game of gaming <laughs> if that makes any sense and um, so we are giving one of those away and that does close at 4 p.m chance i will probably end up picking that winner tomorrow during an episode of the scoop again just so we can clip it up and be able to put it online for you guys as well and um, that does make things a hell of a lot easier too um but yeah again thank you very much for everyone who has actually joined in on those uh giveaways it does mean a lot for you guys to share it we've been blessed by uh call of duty uk and obviously astro in getting these sent over to, well, sent over to us. We've got the code to give away to you guys, but they'll, you'll receive the headset from Astro. But they've trusted us to be able to run a giveaway uh, and to give back to our community. So I do appreciate every single one of you that have joined in on those just to try and amplify the message or to try and bag the item yourself. So yeah, a copy of Modern Warfare will be given away today. Um, within the next hour, uh, I'm going to say that as in I will give it to them after I finish the episode of The Scoop. I'm not going to do that during. I will draw it during The Scoop. Uh, but then give it to them after a couple. Uh, well done, Beans. Yeah, I did see a lot of that yesterday. Hashtag rigged and all that stuff. So yeah, Beans is probably going to win this one as well. Um, again, it's all going to be legit. I'm going to throw everything up onto the screen so everyone can see it. And it's not something that's been doctored. They can go back and have a look at it on demand as well. So again, appreciate all you guys that have got involved with that one. It's been a hell of a weekend um, for me personally. I hope you guys have obviously had a fantastic one too. Um, it's been a hell of a busy one. The stream on Saturday, right? The golf stream. From my point of view, I thought it went fantastically well. However, I have watched it back a little bit and the audio was fantastic. The video was fantastic. It's only when we started to move and I had to harness my, my phone in the clip that it started to go a bit epileptic. 
it started to move about a little bit. And I did see people saying, can you lock the resolution so it's, uh, lock, lock it so it's in landscape? I did try to do that. However, when you unlock, when you lock it in a particular section rather than the auto rotate on, it locks it into portrait mode, which wouldn't have been great for the purpose of that stream. It doesn't let me lock it in landscape mode, which is a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, needed a warning. I have a fit watching that screen. I know. I don't, the thing is, as I'm looking, as I'm looking at my screen, it looked absolutely fine. It wasn't turning. It wasn't doing the alternating thing where it was going from portrait to landscape. It wasn't doing any of that. And it's only after the fact that obviously I looked at back, looked back at it myself after you guys had obviously mentioned that. But again, this just comes down to the audio was fantastic. The the signal held out, which I was I was expecting it to drop four or five times, and I think it dropped once, and that's because I walked away from my bag with my phone in my without my phone in my pocket. So I was filming on one camera with the hotspot from my other phone, which was protected in my bag, so it didn't get wet. That was being protected, but obviously, if you move away from that phone with the hotspot, it's not going to work. So I knew that I knew if I'd kept close, it wouldn't drop out. And I think it dropped out twice because I was an idiot and walked away from the bag while I, while I got my other phone in there. So the two dropouts are entirely my fault. The signal was absolutely fine going around there, which is great considering it's a very close knit course with all the trees going down the sides. I thought it might have dropped out a little bit more, but it was absolutely fantastic. So. The only issue I've got now is actually having a cameraman to come around with me. Someone who can genuinely just hold the camera for the four hours. It's a big ask to be able to do that for someone though. Just say, for four hours, can you hold it? If someone was to hold you, hand you something and say, can you hold onto this for four hours without putting it down? But make sure that it's chest height and looking forward. It's quite a big ask that, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, not many people are going to be jumping at the chance to be able to do that. Um, plus, I know it would have been easier to say to my mates who I was playing with, can you hold this? while I'm taking my shots and stuff, but they, they had something to play for. I was playing in the competition, but the person who was meant to be playing with me dropped out 10 minutes before we was meant to tee off. So we had, my mate who was meant to be playing with, he got called into work. We left the, the, the booking open for somebody else to join. They joined and then turned up at the golf club while I was getting my trolley out of my bag, out of my boot, and he said, are you playing at half nine? I went, yeah, and he said, I'm not anymore, sit a bit. So he drove off. And I'm left without a partner again, but because they, them two had something to play for, I wasn't going to distract them. It, it sounds ridiculous, this, and unless I think you've made content yourself before, it's quite difficult to be able to try and entertain, uh, get the right camera shot, make sure the audio is good, as well as trying to perform. And I'm not the greatest golfer. If it was playing football, it might have been a little bit more different because obviously I'm a lot more comfortable with a football at my feet than I am with a golf club in my hands, considering I'm not that good a golfer. So to try and get everything sorted out without the help of other people as I'm trying to bring in, it was it was quite difficult. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world. And I thought having that clip on my bag would have just made life a lot easier. I can push my trolley. I can keep up the, the state of play. Because don't forget, it was a genuine competition with like 250 quid on the line for the people who ended up winning. So you, you've got uh, the golf etiquette is to keep the things going. Don't hold everybody up. And we had two people. We had, we had a group behind us in buggies, which was obviously speeding us up because we didn't want to get in the way of them. We eventually, we just let them through. So that was a lot easier. Tape it to your chest. You see, that's obviously a very good idea, but one, I wouldn't be able to see the chat. And two, you wouldn't be getting a good angle. If it was taped to my chest and I was leaning over, you're not going to see where the ball's gone once I've hit it, are you? Because my chest is facing this way when the ball's going this way. Um, well, you can't see my hands. So yeah, these are two completely different di directions that I was holding my hands there. So yeah, that that would make sense to use like a GoPro chest mount or something like that, but realistically, that's not going to work. Um, so Tito says, I can do it for £25 an hour plus petrol and accommodation expenses. 
Sold. Graham will pay you. Uh, needed a warning. Um, so yeah, it. I. I, I honestly, it, we, I will be doing more of that content. I just need. I just maybe just ask my brother and say, listen, lad. We'll do it. We'll do nine holes. We'll take. We'll do it for an hour and a half, two hours. Here's my phone, and then as we're walking, I'll on, hold on to it, and as I'm swinging my club, you could hold on to it, something like that. Something that just makes it a little bit easier for you guys to be able to get involved with, because obviously looking back at it visually, it wasn't fantastic until the camera was static and it was tied to my to my trolley, and I've got it all in position and it it's it looked facing the the hole and stuff. It was great. Uh, next time, make sure you make clothes out inside out. I swear to God, he was he was sorting that hat out for about twenty minutes afterwards. I'm not even joking. After he got rinsed, he was just looking at his hat constantly, taking it off, turning it inside out, going, "It doesn't look right. It still doesn't look right." Honestly, you'd, whoever it was that said it, proper got into his head. Proper, proper got into his head. I was laughing, man. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, that was this weekend's stream. Obviously, there was no stream yesterday. I went out with um, with Samantha. I got my boys. I got. We've obviously had city kits for Joseph. However, the kit that I've got for him has his name on the back of it now. So he's got this season's kit, the green one, with Bibi number nine on the back of it. And that's for his birthday, obviously, on the 21st of December. So I can't wait to be able to give him that shirt. It's going to be amazing. Nicho shouts goffs. I was on Xbox Live with Nicho for about an hour last night. Um, I'm going to have to open a window. It's just got really warm in here for some reason. A child abuse that. Uh, I was going to say we're top of the league, but we're not anymore, are we? So where are you, by the way? <sighs> Go. Get that window cracked. Jesus. Just, I just started sweltering for some reason. Um, Oh, someone's, someone's, uh, I thought this was a notification come up with someone's radio outside. Um, but yeah, we've got all that sort. It's just been a busy old weekend. I can't say anything after Saturday, says phony. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe, maybe we should get into the giveaway. We'll start with the giveaway and then we can get that clipped up and then get put on social media and we can get on with the rest of the show. How does that sound? Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I've got it loaded up here. Let me go to the actual tweet itself. Let me do that. I know I'm doing this a bit ad hoc, but it is what it is. It's, you've come here for a video game podcast and we're giving away a video game so you can stick around and you can listen to what I have to say. All right. All right. Uh... Okay. Yeah. So the winner will be contacted by uh, a Twitter DM. Fantastic. Can't say anything. Uh, GG Beans. So you can't hear that grinding stuff outside, can you? The metal grinding. I've me I've been messing. Hopefully my mic actually sounds a lot better, by the way, because I've done a lot of tweaking with the microphone. But you can't hear that outside, can you? Can you hear it? Still, stream still says but sports on your end. Okay. Yep, it does save as well. So let me just change that. Well done. 10 points for observation. You don't get an extra entry. Very faint. Okay, no problem. I think they're nearly finished anyway. They've been at it all day. Um... Still hear it. It's quite a little, but it's fine. Okay. Yeah, just hear it faintly. I think it's when I start to talk, you can hear it. Um, but hopefully they won't be doing it for much longer. They haven't done it for like the last three hours. They were doing it all morning. They haven't done it for the last three hours. And now I can hear it. Uh, just as they go live for the scoop. Um, but anyway, let's do this giveaway for a copy of Modern Warfare. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for entering this Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 giveaway over on the Ice Cream Uploads Twitch uh, Twitter channel, shall we say. 
Uh, we have drawn this live over on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. We have put this into our Twitter picker, made sure that you are following ice cream uploads and you are following Call of Duty. We will find out whether or not you have replied to it with your squad mate. Um, and then we'll be able to tell you whether or not you have won. So if I go to this, I'll bring this up on the screen so you guys can see it as well. There you go. So here we go. There's the tweet. There is the win account. You must be following Ice Cream Uploads. Uh, tweet count, any, any, any. So there's no restrictions apart from whether or not you've actually done these things. That was the only restriction that we asked for. Um, let's find out whether or not we've got some winners. So we've got 201 entries that have been successfully completed um, with this one. So there's a lot of people there, including some of you guys that are in the chat that are eagerly waiting to see whether or not you've won a copy on Xbox Series X or S. So let's move in. We've got the status is pending. We've got 201 entries. There can only be one winner. So good luck, everyone. This is for a copy of Modern Warfare 2 on the Xbox Series X. So Zakla Zach, has been the winner of this one. So for, congratulations to Zakul. Is that Zakul? Zakla or Zakla? Um, it's the little character there that's thrown me a little bit. So congratulations to Zakla on winning this uh, Call of Duty competition. We will get into your DMs as soon as the scoop has finished. Congratulations. You are now the proud owner of a, car, a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on the Xbox Series X. Congratulations. Um, we do still have a competition running right now, um, but it's just going to last for an hour. Obviously, this is I will get that clipped up. They're not going to hear this bit, um, but we do still have one that's running in the chat now. Uh, for the next hour or so. So if you are in the chat, exclamation mark, Astro giveaway, you can potentially win yourself uh, an Astro A40 headset. Beans alt account. <laughs> Congratulations, Zakla. Congrats, Zakla. Congratulations, mate. Um, yeah, thank you very much for everyone getting involved with that one. So a copy will be given away. I'll pop that over in his DMs as soon as this episode is finished. But speaking of video games, let's get into the action. Um, oh, that's really doing me head in. That's really off-putting. I don't know what it is that they're doing out there, but it's been, they've been doing it for like a week. Um, but it's really, I'm going to have to close the window. I can't be fucking arsed. The sanding stone. They've got like a big sander and the sanding like, like brickwork. Fucking well annoying. Um, but anyway, you want to hear some video game news? I obviously want to talk about it now. So I'm going to keep this Twitter picker. I'm going to minimize this so I don't lose it. Not that I just won't be able to go back on the street. Announced at the Video Game Awards. Update after discovering that it looks like the stock UI, UE5 footage is now thought the video is a hoax. Now, this is highly annoying. Because I swear to God, when I read this this morning, it didn't have this update on there, but it, it must have done because the day, day stamp was yesterday. But anyway, we're going to continue with the story. <laughs> um, so we'll go to the actual main story first. Um, it looks like a long-rumoured Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater remake may be announced at the upcoming Video Game Awards. The news comes via a now-deleted video that reportedly popped up on Chinese Studio Virtuos YouTube channel earlier on today. You can never delete something quicker than someone can cut or save a copy of it for Virtuos video regarding whether or not it's been published in intentionally or otherwise. It's now doing the rounds and we've got Metal Gear fans speculating that the remake could be formally confirmed. Though it looks like a teaser which will be getting uh, scrubble, uh, scrubbled, 
Scrubbled? Scrubbed, sorry. I don't know why I put an L in there. Uh, scrubbed as quickly as it's been re-uploaded includes Morse code for the phrase December 8th, 1964. December 8th is when the awards are set to be broadcast, while 1964 is the year in which Snake Eater is set. Thanks, MPS, M- MP first. Uh, since Virtuoso's um, Metal Gear Solid 3 make maybe getting announced at the Video Game Awards, this has been put on... Uh, put on de- oh, Jesus, words. This has been put on Twitter by Aesthetic Gamer, and you can see the embedded tweet there. More interestingly still is a strange video of the kerfuffle coincides with the recent release of a recruitment video in which Virtuosos share a day in the life of Virtuosos Montreal. Uh, within the video, an artist can be seen with the art of Metal Gear Solid Collier on display on the side. All this comes a year after the remake of Metal Gear Solid 3, which was first reported to be in the works with Konami reportedly handling development by Virtuoso uh, Studios. In case you missed it, an Oscar Isaac revealed that he's still hopeful that the long-awaited Metal Gear Solid movie will happen, blah, 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 blah. We don't need that. So, hards are words, says Tito. Um, looking then at the update, which was written at 7.40 last night, I've discovered the footage used in the mysterious video has been taken from an Unreal 5 engine asset pack. It now appears that the video is, after all, a hoax. Whilst it's unclear whether or not the story originated or why, for now, it's best to presume that this isn't true until Konami, Virtuoso's RTGA, confirms otherwise. The original story follows. And then, obviously, this is just uh, going over it now to say that it probably was a hoax um, and it's been done in... Um, Unreal Engine 5, although it does look it does look fantastic um, from what I've seen going around on social media. Have a look. See, can I make this, can I make this full screen? I probably can, can't I? Don't it look class? You can just hear nature around power of Unreal for Engine 5. I think this, I think, I genuinely think that this engine is going to change everything. Even, even on Twitter, the compression that Twitter does, it still looks sensational. Outstanding. So, a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake and something that I know Graham is dying to look for is a... uh, I am a Metal Gear Solid fan in the sense of the first two games were where it kind of started and ended, shall we say. Like, I've got Metal Gear Solid 3. Have I got it available for me to be able to pick up? Probably not. No, I've got Metal Gear Solid 3 on there, and I've got 4 and 5 on my Xbox, uh, on my PlayStation 4. Metal Gear Solid 3, it didn't resonate with me, and I don't know why. I think, I think, I think, it's because you always have to change your uniform and your paint on your face and stuff like that, just to make yourself a little bit more stealthy and blending. I think that was just too much for me. I thought, I think I just started to fall out with... Like a stealth espionage type games at that point. So being able to change your face paint just so you get a little bit more coverage and stuff like that, and constantly having to do that, I think that kind of it moved me away from it. Um, so I don't think that's why it resonates with me as much as it does with Graham. Like Graham has been clamoring for this for ages. However, however, I'll be very interested to see. Well, I know he's going to go back and play it. If that was the case, and they said today. 
Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is going to be happening now. I do have to put a disclaimer in here as well. We always end up doing this when we talk about Konami stuff because we do work closely with Konami. Believe me when I say this, they do not tell us absolutely everything. They are never going to trust the scoop to be able to give <laughs> the, the breaking news on this. We are never going to go, oh, and guess what? There's a new Metal Gear Solid coming out. That's never going to happen. So if people are making the putting, trying to put two and two together and then trying to come out with four rather than it being 78 or something like that. It's, it's never going to happen. We are never going to break news on this one. Just because we work with them doesn't mean that they tell us absolutely everything. They need to keep cards close to chest and we appreciate that. We understand that. We're professionals. We have to take that exclusive from ICU, says JMK. That's it, yeah. Bibby's breaking the news on this podcast. I mean, 165,000 people have listened to this, so might be looking at numbers and going, do you know what? Maybe give them a try, but no, that isn't the case at all. Um, I do always have to put that disclaimer in there. Graham always puts that disclaimer in there as well just in case, you know, we have to cover ourselves with stuff like this. Um, but yeah, like a Metal Gear Solid 3, I would, I think I'd be in the same situation as Graham as with Resident Evil. Obviously, I talk about Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, the uh, the greatest game ever, in my opinion. Resident Evil Remake 2, the best game there has ever been. It's near perfection, if not perfection itself. I kind of guilted Graham into playing that one because I told him how much he'd end up liking it and lo and behold he actually did enjoy playing it I think I might have to take a leaf out of his book with this if we was to get one and a remake was going to be happening I'm not sure why they'd start with three I mean again I'd have to take I'd have to take his lead on this one him saying it's the best one I'd have to trust him on that rather than them starting from the beginning going through that and then obviously making it a lot more modern because we're talking about very near tank controls way back um, on the PlayStation One, so. I think I'd have to give it a go. Like, even though I could just take it off my shelf, play it with PlayStation 2 and, and have it that way, I don't know. I feel like they probably have to modernise the way that they end up playing that game because I imagine if I go back and play it now, it's probably still not going to hold up. I don't have that muscle memory like I do with Resident Evil. I can go back and play tank controls like that. Whereas playing something like Metal Gear Solid, would that be worthwhile? I don't know. I don't have that affection to it, so maybe not. Uh, but still... Do we think that we're going to get a Metal Gear Solid remake? Do we think that we're going to be getting Metal Gear Solid content at all? I mean, we've probably thought this about the Silent Hill stuff. You know what I mean? So, who knows? Who knows? I'm looking forward to seeing what we end up getting from this, though. Uh, let's close that down. Mystery deleted tweet. Let's close that down. Um, speaking of lawsuits, <laughs> a nice little segue into our next... Uh, to our next uh, news article. This, again, has been written on Eurogamer by Vicky Blake, and she says that the IKEA sends lawyers after indie dev for making a horror game about a furniture store. Now, you probably, uh, is it this article that I'd seen the... Um, I had... Oh, no, it's not. It's not on this one. It was another article. I do read a lot of articles in the morning to be able to give you the news. So if I do end up seeing stuff on other things and I keep on referencing them, it's because generally I would have read this article on three different websites. Um, but there is, uh, I'll see if I can find it after I've read this, because they have, a, they, have, they have definitely some areas and room to be able to potentially get this one pushed through. But anyway, IKEA has issued a cease and desist demand to an indie developer insisting that they ch change their unreleased horror game in a bid to stop press and players alike from comparing it to the global furniture chain. The story is closed, which we told you about a couple of weeks ago, is a haunting mashup of end, uh, end Night Games, The Forest, which incidentally saw a sequel, The Sons of the Forest, recently delayed, and the humdrum of everyday life that comes from an indie developer, Ziggy. Whilst it doesn't use any of IKEA's products and names or branding, IKEA believes the developer is infringing on its copyright and has sent New York legal firm 
Frost Zelnick. Consequently, Ziggy, who's based in the UK, has 10 days to make the changes or face legal action. IKEA's lawyers contacted me about the store, store is closed, Ziggy tweeted, linking to an article on uh, Kotaku. I think it might have been on that that I read it on, but we'll find out in a second. I was going to spend the last week on my Kickstarter preparing an update to the new alpha testers, but now I've got to desperately revamp the entire look of the game so I don't get sued. Then when asked if he intentionally designed the store and its contents with IKEA in mind, Ziggy said, I bought a generic furniture asset pack just to make this game. Which, ironically enough, is what IKEA sell, generic furniture asset packs. Um, but anyway, IKEA isn't convinced though. IKEA's Laura has contacted me about the store is closed, and that if you were to look at it from a distance, looks exactly like what you'd see in Ikea, if you've ever been to Ikea. Um, your game is a blue and yellow sign outside with a Scandinavian name on the store, a blue box-like building, yellow vertical striped shirt, uh, shirts identical to those worn by Ikea personnel, a grey path on the floor, furniture that looks like Ikea furniture, and product signage that looks like Ikea signage, the legal paperwork insists. All for the foregoing immediately suggests that the game takes place in an Ikea store. The lawyer also ta uh, talks uh, takes issue when the game is gaming press haven't made direct connections to the ikea readers have furthermore numerously commented by readers uh, that these stories make an association with ikea stores the letter says for those who need to learn more about stories clogs has set up a kickstarter page here with it slated to be released on pc playstation uh, sorry ps5 xbox series x and s and also on pc you can also wishlist it on steam now so let me see if i can if it was on this kotaku article I just want to see a picture of the building from the outside because I swear to God, it's identical. It looks like Ikea. I'm just frantically trying to find pictures for them to load in. Tell you what, let me bring my mush back on here and let me have a look on the other websites that I go onto to see whether or not I can find it because I swear to God, it genuinely looks um, like an Ikea store. Is it this one? No, that's on that. Uh, here we go. Found it. Found it already. I've written on, of course, it's on VGC. Horses on VGC. Have a look at this. You tell me that that isn't an IKEA store. Are you convinced yet? I think they've definitely got a claim here. <laughs> they have 125% got a claim as to this intentionally ripping off. I mean, it's it's got the lights above the sign. It's the same colour scheme. Like... There's no denying that this isn't a one-for-one one of what an Ikea store looks like. So they have definitely got an area where they can claim that this is infringing on some sort of copyright. Whether or not it's like for like, I don't know, but I can only comment on what I've seen. And that, my friends, is, an, is, a, is a one for one replica of what an Ikea superstore looks like. A conjecture, Your Honor, speculation. The only thing missing is the Swedish meatballs. I mean, he doesn't mention it in the game yet. When we end up playing the demo, maybe we can hop over to the freezer section and see what they've got going on. We've got some of that uh, cranberry, uh, cranberry jam or whatever it's called. Oh, it's good shit. And the hot dogs too. So yeah, it's, it's definitely infringing on some sort of copyright there and they may end up having a claim. To be fair, all they need to do is change the building colour from blue to yellow and then the sign from yellow to blue and then you, you sign lingdenberry that's it i did want to say lingdenberry jam but i thought that might be slightly wrong but you've said it and it's right so congratulations you win today tito you are the man um but yeah this, they just need to change flip the colors and you'll be absolutely golden i'll just change them to them completely and just have it uh what color what, what color could we have this that's a little bit more we could have green and green and red 
just make it stand out. Orange and red or something. Red and green should never be seen. I have a Swedish friend. They have a lot of weird food. And oh yeah, but to be fair, what I've tried is actually quite nice. So I'm going to say it's weird, but it's also extremely yummy. Uh, white on blue. I mean, do we just, is it just going to be a giant city place? Be a giant city warehouse? We probably won't be able to fill that with furniture, just like we can't fill ours with fans. Um, but yeah, I think they've definitely got something for this one. If they made the building grey and left the logo yellow, that would be fine, surely. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's all it is, they just change the signage in the game and then change the colour scheme and you're good to go, in my opinion. Like, if they've ended up downloading the assets pack and that's what's available, if he can prove that he's got the assets pack and it doesn't look like IKEA furniture and he's made it all in Blender, he's got a massive leg to stand on. However, the colour scheme and the font that they've used is pretty much IKEA's font and everything. So that's where that's where the issues have arisen from this, I think. They've looked at the outside of the building and gone, shit, okay, we're going to sue him. And all they need to do is just change the colours, change the font, and then what can they sue him for? Nothing. Well, you've got a supermarket, you've got a warehouse like we've got. Bloody hell, Iceland has a warehouse. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Interesting. I think they've got a leg to stand on, but he does need to just, just tweak it ever so slightly. Just, tw just tweak it. Tw tweak the colours, tweak the font, and you're good to go. They can't say anything about that then. Um, but what we can talk about now is Tito's favourite subject and one that holds very close to my heart. Written on VG 24-7. It's been a while since we featured something over there, but now we are back with the bangers. Kelsey Rayner says that Microsoft fails to hit Xbox Game Pass subscriber target for a second year running. Now, I hear what you're saying. Bibi, you're a PlayStation fanboy. Oh, you love this type of stuff. You love to report on this. Wrong. Wrong, Your Honor. That is not the case. That is not the case at all. However, I do have some thoughts and opinions on it. I do have some thoughts and opinions on it. So think about it as I'm going through it. <laughs> you see that then? It's just a potato in the middle. <laughs> it threw me off a little bit. Anyway, first reported by IOXIS. Uh, and according to new financial filing, Microsoft has failed to release its annual internal growth target with the popular subscription service, the Xbox Game Pass. It's also said that it's the only metric tied to CEO uh, Satya Nadala's pay, which is of interest in, to say the least. This is the second year running in which Microsoft has fallen short of its target. The company initially planned for a 72.8% growth rate for the fiscal year ending on June 30th, 2022. However, Microsoft was only able to achieve the 28% growth rate instead. Microsoft did exceed the planning growth rate in 2020, but 2021 and 2022 have been less than successful when it comes to hitting its targets for the services. We're also now well aware that Microsoft Gaming has generated an eye-watering total revenue of $16.28 for Microsoft during the calendar year of 2021, with the Xbox Game Pass being responsible for 18% of this. So it doesn't exactly appear that Microsoft are doing badly, although there may be trouble in paradise if the gross rate continues to drop, for example, the growth rate for the service in 2021 was 37%, which is 9% more this fiscal year. What's more fascinating is what Phil Spencer and Microsoft Gaming Head had to say about the Xbox Gaming Pass during the Wall Street Journal conference yesterday. The service, according to Spencer, is profitable. He also noted that Xbox Game Pass growth on PC is great, but has slowed down significantly on consoles. iOX has also noted that perhaps the diminishing growth rate is due to the lack of major releases Microsoft hasn't dished out any large exclusive games for its platform in a good while. Uh, we can expect Starfield to arrive next year, but there's also no telling when new installments of the Fallout or Elder Scrolls universes will arrive. 
On top of all of this, there's still ongoing concerns for the UK competition and markets authorities regarding the Microsoft Activision deal, and Game Pass is one of them. For example, if Call of Duty were to become available on Game Pass following the deal, there are worries that, that this would lessen complete, uh, competition significantly. I'll start. I'll reread that bit again because I balls that up entirely. If Call of Duty to were, I'll do it again. If Call of Duty were to become available on Game Pass following the deal, there are worries that this would lessen competition significantly. Of course, Microsoft insists that this won't be massively impacted on its rivals, and that Sony can compete by simply providing better exclusives. Wow, that's that's a hell of a statement, but I'm going to continue, I'm going to continue. As for what Microsoft's CEO Natalia Diallo says, that regarding the first quarter earnings of the fiscal year 2023, he shared the following during a Microsoft's conference call on the matter. In gaming, revenue grew significantly, uh, sorry, sorry, grew slightly and was up 4% on constant currency. I need to, I think I need to make this font bigger. My eyesight is piss poor to say the least. So this isn't helping at all when it's so small. Expectations driven by better than expected console sales, Xbox hardware revenue grew 13% and 19% in constant currency. Xbox content and services revenue declined 3% and increased 1% in a constant currency, driven by deadlines in the first party content as well as in, th uh, as in third party content too. Whereas we had lower engagement hours and higher monetization, partly offset by growth in Xbox Game Pass subscriptions. PC Game Pass subscriptions increased 159% year over year, and with cloud gaming, we're transforming how games are distributed, played, and viewed. More than 20 million people have used this service to stream games today, and we're adding support for new devices like handhelds from Logitech and Razer, as well as Metacrest. And we look forward to the holidays where we offer the best value in gaming with Game Pass and the Xbox Series S. Nearly half of the Series S buyers are new to our ecosystem, which is exactly what we've been saying for the longest time. We think it's the best way to be able to get into next-gen gaming if you haven't done already. So, this is a very interesting statement that is that uh, that we that we've got in our hands here. In terms of them having a the fallen short of their target, which obviously is quite a significant target on their behalf, because they aren't just going to set the bar low; they're always going to have to go higher. The making money hand over fist. I mean, I'm trying to put into words this with someone who has no experience in, uh, I say making money, in looking after finances and the way that things are from the very top and how that filters down. The numbers to begin with look quite high. However, with the product that they have on their hands, the games that are going to be on that platform or games that are already on there, you think that they would be making their target considering that they offer day one purchases or day one, um, day one access to the likes of Halo, to the likes of first-party games like Forza Horizon, to the likes of all the franchise games like um, Gears of War. They have so many games on the line there for them to be able to get laid out, as well as massive third-party support. The fact that they are trying to buy Activision, the fact that they have already bought Bethesda, means that they have a wealth of games in their back catalogue that you can get involved in. If you've never played a Fallout game before, you have the opportunity to do so. If you have never played an Elder Scrolls games before, you have the opportunity to do so. Do you want to play some Doom? No problems. Get yourself over there. They're all available to be able to play on this Game Pass. You pay your £8 a month for however much it is if you just want to be able to play it on your console. No problems whatsoever. You can dip in and you have well over 200 games to be able to choose from there. High profile games. This isn't shovelware shit that you're seeing on here. Some of them are a bit hit and miss. 
However, for the most part, they are top tier AAA games or middle or top tier indie games that you are that you've seen all over the news that we've ended up covering that you haven't quite yet got around to playing yourself, but you do think that they are going to be in your video game catalog to be able to play at some time. That you have to set high bars when it comes to stuff like that because sooner or later you're going to want to try and buy the Activisions of this world. You want to bring them in, you want to stick them on your Game Pass, and then therefore, rather than someone going out and spending £60 on the game or £70 on the shelf, you want them to be able to commit for at least seven months at £10 a pop to be able to make some money back off of that. That's how Game Pass works. That's how they want to be able to get you in. It's exactly how uh, Netflix has worked. You can go to the cinema for about £15 nowadays. Really expensive if you go to Cineworld or you go to a view cinema in Manchester and they're about six quid. You can go to there and watch one film for up to £15, but you can have a catalogue of films on Netflix for about £16 if you want to watch it in 4K. That's where the give and take is. Do you want 100 films to watch whenever you want? Or do you want to go to the cinema and just watch one film that's brand new about to come out? A lot of people nowadays are probably choosing the streaming service rather than actually going out to the cinema to watch their games. That's essentially what they want you to do with this. They don't want you to spend your £60 at game. They don't want you to go to uh, stick a copy of Call of Duty into your shopping basket while you're out at Asda and you've just nipped through the media section you've seen it on the shelf. They don't want that. They want you to commit, especially if you're buying a year's membership, because that will then give them a better chance of... If you've, got more, if you've already got that money in your bank, rather than expected cash earnings throughout the, the, the next 12 months, it's better to already have that money because you can earn interest on this money. You can't earn interest on money that you haven't got. That's essentially what they're trying to do with this. The biggest thing that I've got to take away from this, um, let me see if I can try and find that one comment. Uh, let me skip through, skip through, where is it? Uh, of course, Microsoft insists that they won't massively impact on its rivals and that Sony can compete by simply providing better exclusives. That's the only issue that I've got out of this article because Xbox haven't done that, which is why they've ended up buying the competition to help support their first-party output. Call me naive and call me a fanboy. I'm happy to take both of those things, but that that to me is such a disposable throwaway comment to try and win one side of the argument because that isn't an argument statement, in my opinion. If you were going to compare, like for like, if you was going to put all the exclusives down, including Nintendo winning this as well, it's very difficult to try and separate them. You know instantly which brands are which by the exclusives that they put out, but pound for pound, is uh, I'd put Nintendo ahead of uh, Xbox at this moment in time in terms of their first-party games. And... Nintendo don't release one all the time. Like we, it was it six years ago nearly that we had a Breath of the Wild game. We're gonna have in Breath of the Wild too, like five or six years after it first came, uh, after it came out on the, the Nintendo Switch. Like, it's a shit comment to make. Um, so I'm very interested to see how that one ends up turning around. I'm not saying that Xbox don't have great uh, great first party games. I've played them all. I've played all first party Xbox games. I resonate with a lot of them. I just think if you're gonna say something like that, you'd need to have more than what they have and released, which have been released extremely poorly over the last two or three years. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how much growth rate they had for this and the fact that they haven't been able to achieve it. It kind of doesn't surprise me, but also does at the same time because I, everyone I know in my inner circle all have Game Pass, which if my inner circle has something that's quite hot, it's usually one of the things that are like the done thing that's in the... The mainstream. So, unless they're unless they was anticipating to already have Activision in the bag by now, which is obviously why this has been impacted. Now they thought they were going to have it. They've gone high. 
it's nearly had it over the line, but then obviously all this has kicked off about Activision. They haven't managed to get it over the line. I'm not too sure. It feels like they've, they've set the bar relative to what they thought they would have or had by now, and they haven't been able to get that over the line, which has obviously impacted them across across the board. But it's a shame because I absolutely uh, there is no I cannot recommend Xbox Game Pass enough to anybody. If you don't have a next gen console yet, or you have a gaming PC, you're a fool if you don't have it at this moment in time. Um, with the amount of games that you have on there, the back catalogue is outstanding. It's, it's definitely worth your time and investment to be able to go on there and get that. Unless you play, unless you literally buy your console for a copy of FIFA and a copy of Mall of, Mall of Duty, that definitely should be a game if it's not already. Call of Duty, then it's probably not going to be worth your time. However, if you are someone who likes to jump between games, you've completed that, move on to the next one. You're not feeling that one, so you're going to move on to something else. Like It's definitely worth your time if that's the case. However, if you are a two-game-a-year gamer, then it probably isn't worth your time. So they want to be able to try and secure that money as fast as they can. Um, JMK says the next Elder Scrolls exclusive Xbox will make them money. I agree, but when are we getting that? Because at the moment, we've just got a title splash screen. That's the annoying thing, because Skyrim is 10 years old at this point. Skyrim. Skyrim's 10 years old. And we haven't had a new one yet. We've had a lot of Elder Scrolls Online content, which I'm more than happy about. I absolutely adore that game. However, a mainline Elder Scrolls game we haven't had for 10 years. So when are we going to be getting a new one of those? When are we getting a new Fallout? We're getting Starfield. Of course we are. We keep on getting told that we're getting Starfield. It's getting delayed, but it's coming at some point. Like it's, it's, I don't know where we go from here. It's good value, but nothing major game-wise since Forza, says Phony. Tito says, I think all Xbox fans recognize that the first part of release has been terrible and the studio purchase that were made a couple of years ago should start paying off soon, but probably hindered by COVID. I agree. I agree. But we can't, at this moment in time, I genuinely don't think that we can start, still continue to use COVID as an excuse. For the first year, yes, because there is teething issues with, in terms of being out access to the server, maybe not being in every single meeting maybe not facing someone who can definitely fix something within about 20 seconds of you asking them, but you, you're messaging them on Slack and they're not replying for three hours because they're away doing something else or they didn't see the notification. I understand all of that. I get that. That's something that we've had to deal with at uh, Jelly Media over like, the last two years. But they've got this start. They've got this stuff sorted out now. They're, they are well out of the cycle of the COVID stuff. Fair enough, people will still be working from home, but... I'd probably, I'd probably hazard a guess that 90% of the video game studios are back open again. Their doors are open. Businesses are back open again. I don't know when the cutoff point for COVID, uh, using that as an excuse, is, but it's got to be on its last legs. It, it has to be on its last legs. We cannot continue to keep on using that because it, we're, well, we're well past that. Now, not, not, not in terms of people not still having COVID and stuff like that, but in terms of how we deal with that and how we've evolved since that has taken place in the work environment. We can't use that one anymore. I feel like that is definitely something that should be off the table. They've had more than enough time to be able to overcome these issues and get uh, get used to it. The Ukrainian, the Ukrainian one for like Stalker, that's a completely different scenario. They've just had, their, they've had to evacuate their offices, bring servers with them and try and find a brand new way uh, of being uh, to, to work. They've fled the country essentially and had to leave most of their work behind. So that's a completely different scenario. We're all happy to let that one slide, right? Universally, we're all happy to let that one slide. But in terms of how we've uh, how we've worked around COVID, I don't think that excuse is on the table now. Um, 
Mall of Duty, Wooden Mayfair, absolutely, says uh, says uh, Phony. Uh, JMK says 10 years, damn, exactly, exactly. And we haven't had anything else since. I still think we're about four years away from getting uh, Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, Tito says, I meant in terms of developing time, usually two or three years, isn't it? If studios were purchased, then it would have delayed the start point. Yes, but for how long? I... Putting Okay, so if we put COVID back on the table again, how long do you reckon it taken them to get up to speed when they started working from home or moving their VPN servers around and stuff? Six months? 12 months? Even if it's six months... Even if we give them 12 months, I still I still don't, I still can't see that being the excuse now. Unless they've genuinely just changed their entire way that they work and they have been able to finesse it to a point where they've managed to get back on track after about three months. That's absolutely fantastic. However, it should never have taken them 12 months to get used to working like this again. If, if it's taken them that long to get used to sorting all of their infrastructure out, it must have been terrible in the first place. It genuinely must have been the worst place to be able to work. They don't have an IT uh, suite. They don't have people there who know what they are doing. If it's taken them that long to get up to speed again, I don't know. Like, I, again, I might just be might, being naive or I might just be talking out of my ass. I'm ha Again, I'm happy to sit on either side, depending on who it is that's trying to put forward their their argument. However, it should never have taken more than three or four months for them to be able to get back into a routine again, in my in my opinion. Being delayed by three months, totally acceptable. Six, in some instances. Oh my God. Manny, what you doing? Raiding with 395 people. Oh my God. Raid, says Daniel Cotter. Thank you very much, Manny. I hope you're doing. Joseph said hi too. Joseph says hi. Raid, you're all legends. Thank you so much for dropping by. If you are obviously interested in video games and want to want to talk about video games, we have one news story left, and it's a PlayStation one. Uh, Bibby's going to have a meltdown again. See, this is back-to-back -back raids. Friday, we had Roly dropping in. Today, we have Manny, absolute legends, friends of the channel. We do appreciate you all for doing that. It does absolutely mean a lot. Um... Uh, W's around the chat, boys. Absolutely. I mean, all you guys are all sound. All you guys are sound. Uh, we we gingerbreaded brothers. Absolutely. Some might call us shaggers. Uh, Renegade, thank you very much for the follow. Uh, Bud, thank you very much for the follow. Pig, Sonny Harrison, thank you very much. And highly, highly, thank you very much too. I appreciate all you guys for dropping in. Uh, and Manny for the raid as well. Uh, he subscribed for 21 months too. Absolute legend. I hope that the Manny family is doing fantastic. I hope that you're all having a fantastic uh, Monday and you've had a good weekend. Um, but we've got one more news story. We're going to jump into that one. If you do want to, guys, want to stick around, we will absolutely appreciate it. Zizu, thank you very much for the follow. Um, we have just given away a copy of... Um, we've just given away a copy of Modern Warfare. However, if you do still want to earn something, if you want to try and win something, and um, we do have a Astro headset that's being given away on Twitter. And right now... For the next thirty, no, for the next twenty-seven minutes. So if you haven't got, if you haven't got into that draw yet, and you do need a new Astro headset, get involved with that giveaway. It finishes in half an hour's time. What's better than free stuff? A free Astro headset, the best in the business, my guys, the best in the business. So yeah, get involved with that if you haven't done already. We're going to move on to our last news story of the day. Again, I appreciate you guys that stick around and money for the uh, for the raid. Appreciate it and the sub. Cheers.
So our last news story of the day is been written on VGC. Oh, it hasn't actually got a... It hasn't got an author. Oh, there we go. Reported by Jordan Middler and Andy Robinson. So completely fucking stupid. God of War director bemoans retailers for selling Ragnarok early. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is repeatedly being sold at some retail stores 10 days before its release, causing significant story spoilers to appear across the internet. So this, if you are waiting for this game and you've got it pre-ordered, do yourself a favour, go onto Twitter, go onto the mute section, stick a load of God of War stuff in there. If people are getting it, they're going to share it. You're going to get it ruined for you. So I, I heavily advise you doing that right now uh, just to be able to stop yourself from seeing spoilers. All right, let's move on. Several social media users have begun posting significant late game spoilers this weekend, including a video understood to be the entire conclusion of the game. What a set of arseholes. That isn't in the article. Tony Santa Monica, creative director Corey Barlog, took to Twitter to express the frustration with the situation a retailer selling the game nearly two weeks before the release is just so disappointing, he wrote. Uh, sorry to everyone if you had to dodge the spoilers. If you want to play the game fresh, Barlog continued. Uh, completely fucking stupid that you have to do this. This is not how all of us at SMS wanted things to go. We just saw Santa Monica. Um, he added, you know, right, I can't really understand the benefit of having just to install it on the physical disc. Seemingly re referencing the recent news that Modern Warfare 2's retail disc contains a fraction of the game. Uh, Ragnarok's narrative director took to social media to vent his frustration and said, just stay away from social media, Reddit, YouTube, unless you are really confident in your ability to mute hashtags and block people. I'm really sorry to anyone who had our game spoiled in any way. We've really tried to keep things fresh and surprise you all. He added, unfortunately, it's now uh, it's far more than one. Trolls weaponizing spoilers, retailers backing street, uh, breaking street day, you name it. Responding to a fan who's questioned whether or not the leaks came for early review copies, Sofas claim, uh, claimed that this was not the case. First, I didn't realize anything. Second, journalists need more than three days to play our whole game and prep the reviews, print or video. Third, the recent leaks didn't come from reviewers. They came from retailers breaking the street date. BGC's preview of God of Raw Ragnarok called it an improved sequel in every way. So far, we've impressed with how much with uh, the combat feels, and while we're expected the game to perform well, the boosted frame rate and level of detail make the PlayStation 5 version a huge step up from the original game. God of War Ragnarok was uh, originally planned to release earlier this year, but Sony delayed it to 2022 to help developer Santa Monica Studios deliver a top-quality game while maintaining the safety and well-being of its team. Uh, yeah, you don't need to know any of the remaining bits at the bottom, but it does look like, once again, we have a ton of arseholes out on the internet that have managed to spoil this game so far. Um, pain in the ass, something that is a tale as the uh, a tale as old as time. You get stuff, you want to be able to post it. I mean, sometimes people aren't people aren't switched on. They think I'm going to share this on social media, and not not thinking that nobody else has played this bit yet, and they go, "Oh my god, this bit is so amazing." That their intention isn't malicious. However, it's stupid and they end up posting it by accident. We had we covered a story last week where someone ended up posting what they thought was to their... Uh, I don't know how old uh, a lot of you guys who have came, uh, come in from Manny's, uh, from Manny's stream, but way back when, when the PlayStation 4 was um, was was just released, you able, used to be able to capture game sh uh, uh, screenshots within the game and post it to Twitter, but it'd be a padlock so nobody else can see it. So only you can see it. I don't know if that's still a thing now. But that was the way that I used to when I was reviewing video games or writing about them. That's the way that I used to be able to get them. It was easy enough to be able to just stick it onto a USB drive or something, but it'd go onto Twitter. I can just go onto my Twitter, download the pictures, move it over. It was a piece of piss. If I couldn't find a USB stick, that was the easiest way of being able to do it. 
However, someone ended up doing that. Quite a high-profile streamer or reviewer ended up doing that, and then it get posted, and then it got posted all over Twitter because he didn't realize that he'd posted it on his main account rather than his dodgy account, that uh, the burner account, shall we say, that did, they didn't have it padlocked, so he can't see anything. It's stuff like that that's accidental. <laughs> you can apologize all you want; it wasn't malicious in the first place, kind of thing. However. This is people just doing it and piling on just so they can try and spoil it for everybody else at the end of the day. And there's no forgiveness for that. You're genuinely an asshole for doing so. Your excitement for this has overseen and disrupted everybody else's. And there's no other word but absolute assholes when it comes to this stuff, which is a crying shame. Crying shame. But genuinely, that feels like it's the way of the world at the moment, isn't it? If you can't enjoy, if you can't take the enjoyment out yourself or you didn't enjoy it, then you'll just drain it for everybody else that's around you. Again, it's a shame, but that's the way it all ends up being at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, that is the end of today's episode of The Scoop. I very much appreciate every single one of us that have stuck around for this one, that have joined us early doors, that have joined us from Manny Stream, and obviously to Manny for sending over all of his crew. We very much appreciate it, obviously for the subs and all the follows too. And we will be back tomorrow live from the ICU studio in Blackpool um, with another episode of The Scoop. So if you want to help shape the rest of the week's show, there is two ways that you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms or alternatively get involved with our discord we do have an area in there that says a scoop so if you do see any video game news that you want to talk about or that you want us to talk about drop it in there url your thoughts and opinions we will then give you our thoughts and opinions on the very next show which will be at probably not 10 a.m tomorrow but do stick around and follow us on all of our social channels then you'll be notified when we do go live again if you haven't got involved with the giveaway yet, you're probably not going to by now. If you're watching this in any of the on-demand stuff, you, it's gone. It, it's been concluded. We might not have drawn it yet, but it finished. 4 p.m. today is when it finished. So if you haven't got involved with it, you've got 20 minutes to do so before it does close. Do stick around, though, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you over to one of our friends um, who's still currently streaming, as Manny did over to us. We like to raid our friends. Even if... It's just a it's just a high and by that will make their day. You don't have to obviously stick around if you've got other things to be able to do. Maybe just leave the browser open, just mute it and just walk away or something like that. That would help them out significantly. But until next time, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to bring this podcast to you today. And as always, there's one thing that we want you to do. And that, my friends, is to stay frosty.